1: Get 80% off your impression
0: kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In this week's episode, we talk about basketball hires and Zaire Smith in the draft, baseball finishing up their road trip, and Tim Tadlock getting ejected, football scrimmages, and the STP 23 Personnel Podcast Meetup. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined, as always, by Michael.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Always with the same intro. But, you know, to be fair, I I probably say the same thing every week, too,
1: so yeah but you're the host you kind of have to <laughs> you kind of have to abide by some rules I guess I could change it up Speaking sometimes I change the inflection
0: yeah I, I try to be more interesting and that's why like the <laughs> like the very beginning intro we're like on this week's episode <laughs> not, following shortly not that, shortly. I, not that I, I get all like deep radio voice guy on you just normally because I'm recording that an hour or two after we're done recording the podcast and it's Really late and I'm really tired, so my voice gets really deep.
1: <laughs> I like that you said you you try to be more interesting, like full stop. That was that was how you <laughs> worded that, and I thought, yeah, me too. I I don't know how well how well I'm doing it, but I do try to be more interesting.
0: I, I don't I don't know if it even helps.
1: Yeah, at least we try though. It's on the I record do know, that we try. I do
0: know that um that bringing in Hunter Cook last week helped. We had one of our better weeks download so. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Hunter, for joining us. I have to get him back on here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, and maybe we'll um, maybe we'll go over two hours next time.
0: I don't know, man. We we, we got ridden pretty hard on that one. Well, that's a, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man! Yikes! Only a minute in.
0: <clears throat> Almost two minutes. Well, I it took us a second to start, I guess. Is that another one? Is it could be. Said? It could be. All right, so obviously we're going to be talking about um football and baseball uh we've got a couple notes on basketball to kind of wrap up i feel like we say like we're going to wrap up the basketball season every week but there's more news that came out there's a an assistant coach that got hired away to take on a, a head coaching position at another school got a big uh grad transfer big in multiple ways talented guy also nearly seven feet tall um Women's head coach was hired, and then a former player just got named head coach of a regional JC. Um, Like I said, we're going to be talking about football with the Frisco scrimmage from last week, the upcoming scrimmage in Lubbock this weekend. Um, We're talking about where we're all going to meet up so we can have a STP twenty-three personnel party. (laughs) Woohoo! Um, and then obviously talking about baseball since that season is going on. They're actually playing right now. I've got the game up on the iPad just out of sight of Michael. He can't see it.
1: Oh, man. Um, well, I've got the little score tracker on, so I'm kind of...
0: I've actually got the game. You remember last time we did this, I was, like, super
1: distracted? <laughs> yeah, and I think you were watching... There was one time you were watching a basketball game, too.
0: Yeah, that was probably a couple of months ago now where it wasn't just, like, we have to wait till the game's over and... I think it was like a blowout game that we were losing. I think like Oklahoma State. Not no. that that was a blowout game, but
1: yeah. I don't Anyways. remember which one it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Michael put up the uh, the call for questions, and we had probably our best week of questions yet. I'm still gonna probably give Brian the credit for this because one, he did submit another question. Thanks, Brian. Yep. But he also retweeted us and said, "Guys." You need, to, you need to ask more questions and not just let me do all this. So so we got uh, several questions to get to. If we, if we actually get through all that under our allotted time, we'll probably even talk about what we learned this week, which we've mentioned talking about for three or four weeks now and haven't gotten to it. So,
1: Just too much content. It's just content so, overload. So
0: much content. We're just <laughs> giving you all the free stuff. So this week, Michael actually... Well, I should say this week, today purchase and set up an xbox one joining yes. the rejoining the gaming console owner population what 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 inspired you what's what got you
1: going to get a, an xbox well i've been i've been on the fence for a while and then uh, my latest console was an xbox 360 that i purchased as of this spring over 10 years ago so that was the that was what I was running previous to this, and it's kind of just been sitting by itself because we moved into a new place a year and a half ago, and to get the Xbox on the internet, I'd need to get a wireless adapter, and I thought, you know what, that's that's too much money. I don't need it on the internet, and so of course I never played it because it was never on the internet, So, but Far Cry 5 is what got me coming back to the consoles it's just an insane looking game. I don't know hardly anything about it because I haven't read anything about it. Uh, I know one guy, a, a co-worker of mine, or former co-worker of mine, we still stay in touch, and he's, he's told me just these crazy things that happen in this game. And I know that at some point I think you're fighting a bear and or the bear is on your side and you're... Like, you're on motorcycles, you're in airplanes, you're in helicopters, you're doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and it has something to do with the cult in Montana. So that's about all I know, that's all I need to know, and that's what got me back on board, along with um, Red Dead Redemption 2. I loved that game on the 360, which is, it's eight years old now. It'll be eight years old in May, which I can't believe that, but I loved the first one, and so this second one coming out in October looks... Pretty incredible. So I am officially back into the current generation of Xbox people, and uh, it's it's good to be back, y'all. I know y'all miss me.
0: <laughs> so I, the last time I owned an Xbox was in the the height of the Halo craze, and I was this was um, I was a junior in high school, sophomore. So sorry, it was a sophomore in high school going into junior. Because I remember we moved that summer. I remember staying home, uh, going back and forth between playing an, an online match and then like packing a box. And going back and playing an online match then packing a box <laughs> that summer before we moved. And then, like, Was that you know, like a,
1: a reward scenario where you're like, yeah, oh, I well, packed like, a well, box. Because
0: my, my, my parents would leave us, uh, me and my brother, things that we were expected to get done during the day while they were gone. Um, and to help expedite the moving process they asked us to help pack. So we um
1: Which is we, a reasonable we thing to, get to ask. Done.
0: Yeah, I know. And we were we still felt like we had to incentivize ourselves and you know, play a game and then and then pack a box and anyway, so that was uh, I said a uh, sophomore going to junior. I graduated two thousand seven, so two thousand five is the last time I was really active on Xbox. That's a while. Um, We've been more of a PlayStation uh, owner, player. And really, I didn't play a lot of PlayStation games. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with (sighs) Amex.
1: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk
0: about starting the morning right.
1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping
0: the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Except for Madden and NCAA football. The past couple years, one, you know, being married and having a, a, a little boy, um, haven't had a lot of time to play. Yeah. And, that's... and then when they when they announced that they weren't, like, renewing the NCAA... Series, I really slowly lost interest. I lost interest, yeah, but I just stopped playing it as much because it's just it's the same game. I've been playing it for what was the last one two thousand fourteen.
1: That seems right. I don't even know. It may have been thirteen, which is always that year is always an, a year
0: ahead of the year it was released. So if it was two thousand fourteen, it was released in two thousand thirteen. Either the way, I, I've been playing that one disc for three, four,
1: five years, and. Nothing's new. Well, the, I've, I've, I've. I've been, I was never.
0: I, I won the national championship with basically every team. I'm.
1: I was never any good at football games. Uh, I don't know X's and O's very well, as probably y'all listening to the podcast already have figured out. So I've never been good at the football games. The only football game I bought was the one with Crabtree on the cover, and I think that was 2010. And that was like the Xbox version of it. It Was not yeah. PlayStation? I bought the Xbox. I was mad version about that. It. And I played it. I don't know. I probably played it a total of ten hours or something. But th- that was why I bought it. Was because Crabtree was on the cover. That was all I really cared about. Uh, yeah. But most all my friends are. They're huge into Madden, and they were huge in NCAA too. And they do the franchise mode on Madden, and I mean they they're they're big into it. And I was I never. Was very good at all. They'd play me, and they'd make up all sorts of rules to handicap themselves, and I still would, I still would just be awful. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I, I only recently started playing Madden again because NCAA was kind of going out for me, mm-hmm. and I was like, this, it's not even the same game. I don't really know what I'm doing. Like the, the, outside activities from the actual games was just like. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, drafting and practicing. What I was like, what is this? Practice. I know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. It's I've got to update it. I'll probably be up pretty late tonight trying to get it all updated and set up and everything on the old, the new Xbox One. So um, probably that means they'll come out with whatever the next thing is in the next eight, eight to ten months.
0: And it won't be backwards compatible, so you can't play your Xbox One no. games on it.
1: No. Yeah, even the even the three sixty games I have, not there's there's a list of backwards compatible games, but it's not all of them. So Yeah, what can you do? You know. You just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's what they say.
0: All right, let's get into basketball news because, as we were, we, we mentioned it last week on the podcast, that um, Chris Ogden was basically all but out the door, headed to UTA to become their head head coach. That was made official later on in the week. Um, Chris Ogden's been with the program as long as Chris Beard has been here as the head coach. Um, been credited for some of the bigger recruiting wins. I think, you know, namely, Zaire Smith was was credited to Chris Ogden, uh, Kayvon Moore. Um I think he was really he was helpful in getting Tariq Owens even though he still he committed you know uh without Ogden being here. Um which is another thing we can talk about is Tariq Owens the grad transfer from St. John's uh committing to transfer to Texas Tech. which I, I always thought was a weird thing, like, like a transfer who commits to transfer to you.
1: <laughs> Why not make it more complicated?
0: Just go ahead and like just sign or something. I don't know. It just seems
1: like a really Maybe, maybe he can't officially sign until he's graduated, till he has his diploma. I, I don't know the specifics. That seems logical. But I, I, did a, I did probably nine or ten minutes of research on Tariq Owens last night.
0: That's a very solid amount of research. Yeah, so... You, you know how many minutes I did?
1: What you, do you got? I got 60 seconds. That's pretty good. You probably <laughs> got more away from it than I did because I've never been that great at gleaning information. But uh, I did, uh, let's see, Seth posted the post about Tariq Owens on in the Plains and he included a video in there. And I watched the video, which was a lot of the research. What was no, that, great... That,
0: that, that was like the extent of my research, was watching about a minute of that video.
1: So. Well, what I gleaned from the video that I really liked was... Uh, his coach Chris Mullins talking about him and saying that quote he is the highest IQ player on the team which is a good sign and then he also said that he is the MVP on defense which is going to fit in great here in Lubbock Um, you would
0: expect a 6'11 guy to be defensively minded oh big time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you you would you would expect that Um, but this guy actually is, <laughs> and uh, he you know his his averages are good. he averaged 30 minutes a game, eight point four points, five point nine rebounds, two point eight blocks, which two point eight blocks sounded like a lot to me, and I looked it up and sure enough, that's number 11 in all of NCAA
0: yeah that's okay that's three a game
1: yeah um. Mobamba had he was number two with three point seven. And so, so Tariq yeah, Owens... He averaged
0: one more block a game than
1: Owens. Yeah.
0: Excuse me, than Owens. <laughs> Might have to go yeah. back and edit that out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll probably just leave that in there like, it's, oh my gosh, he's talking about editing something out left it in.
1: That's always the fun part. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about him on on defense, especially, uh, especially with Zach Smith going and... Um, You know, Odiasse, as great as he is at just kind of straight-up post-defense, he doesn't seem to be as capable as stopping guys when they're driving in. Or he's a little more likely to draw a foul or, or, you know, not quite move his body out of the way and just get the ball. So um, I'm really excited to see Tariq Owens. I, I fully expect he'll start. Or do you think... I mean, that's another question. Do you think he'll start as the four and then Odiase would be the five? Or well, or so what would they do there?
0: I, I did hear there was some smoke surrounding whether or not Odiase may be back. Oh, no. Okay. I would heard that there was a possibility that he would transfer. That um, there was some kind of issue with him fitting with the scheme and the offense. I, I don't know. That may have been just one person saying that just know that that was a thing that i heard (laughs) that odias odias may not be with this team next year
1: wow but i do think
0: like even even if odias is on the team i think this is a a spot where owens could come in and start either the four or five i would expect more shoot i don't know he'd be on on the on the floor um because just the the defensive ability of a six foot 11 guy that goes up and blocks three shots a game um 30 minutes on the floor you said it was eight points he scores eight points yeah yeah which is i mean it's probably i mean it's more than more than what odiasa was averaging so
1: i i didn't look up zach smith's numbers because i know they're not going to be this year's numbers won't be very helpful i don't think um Just because of the injury and recovery from it. But it sounds awfully similar to Zach Smith's numbers. You know, he was good for about that every game. Uh, Maybe not three blocks, but maybe not eight points either. You know, he, but I'm saying, I'm saying Tariq Owens, just statistically looking. Of course, you know, people can compare Big East to Big 12 or whatever, but I think it's going to be a, uh, A pretty good transition. Uh, I don't think you just go out and say, "Oh yeah, this guy's the next Zach Smith, or he's going to replace him." We won't, we won't miss a beat at that position. No one can replace Zach Smith. That's not at all what I'm saying. (laughs) You can't have a guy that's his height with that vertical leap and uh, just that kind of. He always had he had a great shot from the baseline, but he didn't really use it much this year. Um, I had a couple other stats I wanted to share with you in case you didn't know. Did you know that St. John's, even though they only won 16 games this year, beat Villanova? At Villanova. (laughs) And they were Villanova's only home loss of the year. And at the time they beat them, Villanova was 22-1, and they were ranked number one in the country. And they got upset at home by St. John's. And this was like a week or two after St. John's had beat Duke. So... You know, getting a guy who averaged 30 minutes on a team that just beat Villanova and Duke in the same season. Okay, yeah, they won. Only only won 14 other games, but that's something to brag about. And sure, they only won four Big East games. Those were two of them. <laughs> that's still <laughs> okay. But Duke and Villanova. <laughs> Duke and Villanova. I mean, we can't we can't emphasize that. Well, enough. Duke's not a bit. Is not in the Big East, but oh yeah, they're not. It was just right around the time they were in conference play. My bad. But yeah, um, Villanova had four losses on the year. One of them was to St. John's. That's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. So for comparison, just back to uh, Odiasse, he averaged just under 15 minutes a game, which again, this I think goes more towards the depth of the Texas Tech team. But Odiasse averaged, like I said, just under 15 minutes, um, 0.4 blocks per game, (laughs) and 3.8 points. Yeah. So, I mean, in half the minutes, he scores half half as many points. So that that would track about the same amount of points. What about
1: rebounds? Do you still have that pulled up? 4.5. Okay. Because he was – that's really good considering he played half the time. Because Tariq Owens averages like six rebounds, but he played 30 minutes a game. So uh, that was one thing that I really enjoyed about Odiasse was his ability – man – if he wanted to block you out, he was going to, and he was going to get that rebound a lot of the time. Uh, if he goes, that's something we could definitely miss. Yep.
0: But that has yet to be announced. as nothing that's been confirmed or anything. No, it's a
1: twenty-three personnel exclusive. Put it in the bank. <laughs> Everyone, start writing your think pieces. I'm sure there's a ton of ton of guys who write uh, who write sports columns that are listening right now. That's oh, where they get their news. <laughs>
0: If we were somebody's source I would feel really really bad for that. According
1: to the 23 Personnel Podcast
0: (laughs) But speaking of, of things that were named, that were made official, the new women's coach at Texas Tech has been hired She's been officially welcomed into the Red Raider and Lady Raider family Marlene Stallings from Minnesota was hired this week after a I'll say Thorough Coaching Search by Kirby Hokut. Um Looking at the length of the search, you would think that Texas Tech maybe had to have settled with a lower division coach or an up-and-coming assistant, but from everything that we've been able to find out, and Michael can speak to this, she's had success basically everywhere she's been, and she's doing it at the D1 level as a head coach. So you're not yeah. like settling for... You know some mid-major assistant here
1: yeah and and that could have been what why this was such a lengthy process uh she may have really needed some convincing and some coaxing uh at minnesota she was there for four years and had a record of 82 47 including a 24 9 record this year so that's is that good that's, that's pretty salty. That's, that's a pretty good basketball team. Um,
0: how, many, how many games did, did the women win this year, the Texas tech, tech women?
1: Seven. Oh. Yeah. They lost more games than Tech won. And won more games than Tech lost. Wait, is that good? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not but,
0: good for the, the current team that have only won single digits, which the men's team... Experienced that not too long ago, so.
1: Right, and and we're talking, like you said, thorough uh, search. I had to go back and make sure uh, Whitaker was was uh, fired on New Year's Day. Yeah, I was. So we're over a hundred days months, in.
0: Yeah, three months ago. Now I don't think they were looking. They they were doing an active coaching search for three
1: plus months. I agree. I agree. They they weren't. They had a shimmy
0: oh, shimmy gray shimmy gray Miller. Right, As the interim coach,
1: but the, um, I, I think this is a good direction for Tech to go based just based off of what uh, Stallings has been able to do at Minnesota. I think she was at Virginia before that, or and she had a, I think her last season there was a twenty-plus win season. So you know, good luck, Coach Stallings, because you're coming into. Uh, a tech team who went 7-23, or 7-23 and 23 this year. And looked awful doing it. They were 1-17 in, in Big 12 play. Again, something that the men have experienced not that long ago. Right. The team. And they lost, they finished the season losing 12 in a row. So... Yeah, I mean, if you lose that
0: many games, you're probably going to have a couple of those extended lose, losing streaks, which is unfortunate, but...
1: Yeah, best and they of were, luck
0: to... To Coach Stallings, um, yes. I, I, I haven't been a huge Texas Tech fan for long. Um, from what I was hearing, that like the women's head coaching position at Texas Tech is actually something um, that could be considered a desirable co- uh, position because this is a, a team that's won a national championship. Uh, you've got fan support, just kind of waiting for something to happen. Um, you've got the, you know, the facilities that are being upgraded as we speak to be as nice as anything in, in the country. Um, so you're, you would hope that a, a hire like this one with a coach that has proven experience and winning at the D one level can help elevate that program. So I all agree. the luck in the world to coach Stallings or Stollings. Um, you know how we how we mispronounce everybody's name here but speaking of a name that we can't mispronounce because it's it's really simple it's luke adams uh you might remember him he was a tech he's a texas tech basketball player under tubby smith um he's son of current um assistant coach mark adams and who i believe he was a he was a coach over at south plains for a while while luke adams was playing for tech anyways luke adams at the ripe age of 25, has been named the head coach of New Mexico Junior College. Way to go! Which is in the it's a Region Five of the NJCAA, and I know this because of my my experience working with Visit Lubbock, because Lubbock would host the NJCAA regional tournament, and that's got um, other teams like so. You got South Plains, you've got Ranger College. Um, you've got Midland. Um, Howard College, maybe? Howard. There's that one uh, in Waco, McLennan. So you've got a fairly fairly good conference of teams there. And you've got a, you know, New Mexico Junior College is not, you know, a, some kind of second-rate J.C. Uh, basketball program they, They've been really good recently. They've, they've found some success. So it's really a testament to what, what they're all seeing from, from Luke. So former Red Redder player, named a head coach at a JC at 25 years old. Again, younger than I am. doing Having much more success than I am. <laughs>
1: um, I remember um, at 25, uh, that was right around the time I bought that Xbox 360. So that was really that was a probably a high point at that age for me.
0: Let's see what high point for me at 25 was. That was the year
1: that my son was born. Oh, there you go. So that's what I was doing. There you go. How to be a dad? Man, have you got it figured out yet? No. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping you'd help me out a little bit. I'm 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 way behind the curve there.
0: So sorry to interrupt. I'm watching the baseball game. Um, looks like Tadlock just got ejected. Oh. Um, he was he was yelling at the home plate umpire. who's had an awful strike zone all all night. Red Raiders are struggling on the mound. Um, just walked in a run that will put Dallas Baptist in the lead, six to five. Um,
1: I think in the it was top right? of the ninth bottom of the eighth oh oh it just ended it just ended then mm, no grounded into double play
0: oh then you you're ahead of me then anyways i I'm sure that I don't have the audio on but I'm sure that uh umpire um oh yeah the first pitch the next batter was a double play there it is like I said he was having a he was, he was struggling with the strike zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you get this many walks and you walk in a runner,
1: so I need to work on my. Uh, I guess I need to work on my Tim tadlock. So mad he gets ejected impression, but I'm afraid I'd wake the baby. <laughs> so I guess rotten. I guess I'll I'll work on that later. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: With, with baseball, let's just go right into baseball. We'll, we'll come back to football. We'll, we'll spend the rest of our time on football once we get through it. Works for um, me. So the the baseball team is is finishing up their four game road road trip tonight uh, in Dallas against Dallas Baptist. They had a conference series in Kansas with some questionable weather, um, questionable decision making from the Kansas brass because as the home team you have the you have the uh, the final say if you're going to adjust the schedule. Everybody knew that there was going to be bad weather this weekend. Texas Tech got up there early, offered to move the games up to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday series or move the Sunday game up to a doubleheader on Saturday. Kansas said no. Um, so Tech won the first games 15-6 to and 10-0, to so a really great start. Win the series 25-6. Um, second game in the worst weather that you've probably played in all season. It was raining, it was sleeting, it was wet, cold, cold. Um, Kansas beats you. The game is called early. At, you know, through six and a half innings, you lose seventeen to three. Ooh. My thought is, is that like Kansas probably saw that they didn't have a really great shot against Tech for this series. Um, maybe have made the final decision Friday night when you when you when you um, when you beat them pretty badly to not change the series the schedule that you want to roll the dice and say, okay, we've seen Tech struggle in cold wet weather before. This may be our only shot to get a win. We're going to, we're just going to play it as is ends up. I mean, it, it works out for them and, and they, they get a win, but I don't know. It's kind of shady that you would put a win out of three in front of, you know, health and safety of players when you're playing in such miserable conditions
1: yeah, the game was delayed uh, on Sunday, and I was listening to the broadcast. And I didn't, you know, I didn't get to listen to all of it, but I listened to a good chunk of it. And uh, towards the end, where you know Kansas was just, I think it, they had six runs in the seventh. Um, and then of course they called the game right after that. That's convenient. <laughs> but anyway, they. Uh, I remember hearing Jamie Lent talk about it in the fifth and or the sixth and seventh innings that the conditions then were much worse than what they delayed the game for. And he he was already copping to the idea of like, yeah, it's pretty easy to see what they're doing here is they're just getting enough baseball in to where they can count this as a game and then that way they can get a win. And that's kinda of what it seemed like was, was happening. Uh, even so, I mean our guys let's see we we had six pitchers pitch and in six innings yeah and none of them were very good um there were 12 walks and three hit by pitch so 15 people just got on base just for showing up
0: in six innings
1: (laughs) in six innings exactly keep throwing that in and then uh we only had three strikeouts uh, from our pitching staff, but there were 11 hits. So, you know, you look at a score of 17, and then you see that there were only 11 hits. You kind of think something's a little lopsided there. You, you gave them a lot of free base runners is what you yeah, did. Yeah, they had, they had a lot of room to uh, run up that score, and, of course, our bats disappeared. The... Um, Michael Davis, I, you know, you don't want to call him out, but he's definitely in a slump. You were talking about it before we hit record, and they mentioned it on the broadcast that he, uh, he actually cut his hair after the Sunday game or the Saturday game, thinking that that would help. But I think he was 0 for 12 or 0 for 13 for the weekend, and he's 0 for 4 tonight.
0: So, yeah, so he's at least 0 for 17 through the these past four games That that streak may extend back to the previous weekend or the midweek game. I don't think there was a midweek game, but um definitely not doing so hot at the plate.
1: Right. And I'm hoping that changes, you know, because hey, it's a it's a streaky game. There's all sorts of superstitions and things you can get in your head. Um so like like you said, Spencer, he he started out on fire. It's not fair to think that he's gonna maintain that for an entire season so yeah because he'll even bounce even considering back. yeah
0: considering where you know he's 0 for 17 or whatever his current average is still higher than any other year that he's been at tech <laughs> which means it started off really really high yeah to still <laughs> be above his his career average with this 0 for nearly 20 stretch right now
1: yeah that's that's pretty good that's a so, pretty good uh, pretty good padding there.
0: So, yeah, I, like I mentioned earlier, they're playing against Dallas Baptist in um, in Dallas right now. Doesn't look too hot with um, two outs. For me on the video, you're probably ahead. Two outs in the ninth. Um, looks like Cody Masters maybe about to be ejected, even though he just struck out. Um, you're down by one run. Now, this is another – oh, that's a BS if they call that he went around. I'm sorry. I Just watch the replay. That ball didn't even come close to touching the plate, and, and they said he swung. Oh, come on. Anyways. Um, home series this weekend. You come back, you're playing Kansas State. Uh, saw yesterday or day before that um, the Kansas the, – sorry, the Saturday game has been sold out. Actually, we have tickets to go to that game. Um, before the scrimmage, that's a like an early afternoon game to get it in before the football scrimmage, which is at six. Excited to go to that one, see how they um, how they bounce back um, against another lower tier team in the Big 12 this season. Kansas State's been struggling pretty pretty hard. Um, a good opportunity to get. Uh, a game in front of a lot of fans. We get, you get some people coming in town for the the scrimmage, obviously. Um, so, like I said, I'm I'm planning on going on Saturday. Looking forward to going, and hoping that uh, these just weird games go away. Like we we've had so many weird games. It feels like we either get really like blown out, or we lose by like a really small margin, but teams that we you shouldn't like yeah. you lose like one run games when you're you're pitching with davis martin you're like like you lost one to zero with martin on the
1: mound you're like dang like you was that against west run. virginia yeah. was that that one yeah well and, and kansas this... state is you know they're ninth or not ninth there's only nine baseball teams in the big 12 how about that for confusing but they're eighth currently and they're they're two and seven in big 12 play Fifteen, seventeen overall. So there's, if there's a time to kind of get out of a funk and lay down a beat down this, this weekend is it. Cause you're back home. You've got hopefully some decent weather coming. Who knows this time of year. Um, but Saturday is going to be a blast cause they timed that perfectly. Tech knows exactly what they're doing. That's why mm-hmm. it's sold out. Cause there's already going to be people there. Like well, we're going to the scrimmage anyway. We might as well go to the baseball game. And I'd be one of those people too, but my one-year-old's not gonna endure, you know, seven hours of tech sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not taking my my four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, now he will probably be going to the scrimmage, uh, so we'll, we'll test that out and see how he does. Cool. So we get some we we can get some tickets for this this upcoming season to see how he does. yeah when you're looking at the schedule you know you're these just weird like you started off five and four in big 12 play which is not super great you're not really impressed with that you've got other teams um like oklahoma that started off super hot that you're just like okay we need to play catch up now um winning series is great you're going to be working towards that if oklahoma stays on their streak they're going to keep winning series as well but at one point at some point you're going to need to be able to say okay we need to we need to be sweeping some teams unfortunately the teams that you had the best shots to sweep you're kind of passing
1: Um, and we just lost to Dallas Baptist yeah I just I just saw there was a fly out
0: Uh, but it was a Josh Young fly it it got all all the way to the warning track and there was somebody on base so if that had gone over we would have taken the lead Dallas Baptist is celebrating like they won the College World Series or something Bunch of nobodies.
1: They're baseball that's, school,
0: man. That's that's such a that's such a douchey thing to do. Okay, you won a one game against another ranked opponent, and then you celebrate like. I I, don't, I, I hate seeing my team get celebrated on like that. It's like okay, first it was one game out of like a right. sixty game
1: season. Um, this team just lost seventeen to three on on Sunday, so. Also, Hold on a sec.
0: <laughs> we had our head coach ejected because he was tired of seeing the home plate umpire screw the game as much as he was doing. Like he, he single-handedly probably walked the five batters for Dallas Baptist. And now my I'm just getting all heated and spewing <laughs> that nonsense. No, he didn't walk the batters. But uh, anyways, you, you, you lose against Dallas Baptist. Not the end of the world. They're they're ranked 25th. Uh, it was a road game for you. You're still going to be, I mean, you moved up after the, the weekend series against Kansas, even though you got blown out one game. Um, losing a game like this to a ranked opponent on the road, it's not going to hurt you. Your RPI may drop a point, but like we said before, because you're in the top like two or three in RPI in the country, basically anything that's not a win is going to hurt you <laughs> because there's nowhere to go up. There's nowhere to, nowhere for you to go except for down. Like, you're already at the top, so. Yeah. Any other baseball you want to talk about? I'm, I'm kind of, like, getting <laughs> getting heated with this stupid Dallas-Baptist game.
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. We can we can move on over to football. Yeah. In an effort to
0: – so, we did a, a Twitter poll a week or two ago saying that we were going to try to stick to a certain time guideline. So, results came in. Everybody said, you should go for 40 minutes. We're at 40 minutes now, so screw you guys. Um <laughs> we're going to try to keep it under an hour. So we're going to move on to football because not only do we have football to get to, we have a billion questions.
1: That's exactly uh, how many. Yeah. A billion,
0: exactly a billion. We'll, we'll be here
1: a good three or four days. Yeah. But, but we're going to try to do best we can to get through both of these in 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> Highlights from the Frisco scrimmage. Um, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of video from the Frisco scrimmage. I wasn't there. It wasn't broadcast. What I've heard is a guy's name that keeps coming out is he came out a bunch for the the scrimmage and he came out like this past week is, um, I want to just blank on him, that that receiver 86, Rigdon. Oh, okay. Uh, Supposedly, it came out that he's the fastest guy on, like the fastest receiver on the team. And he's been kind of making a name for himself.
1: I saw him make a catch in the end zone, but... All I was able to really watch were the highlights, and you know the highlights are really limited. Uh, it's kind of hard to see who all was uh, doing what. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know to act like I have a bunch of uh, input on this, since I like like you, I wasn't there. And the the one thing that stood out nice to me was uh, Antoine weston Dalton Wesley. Rigdon,
0: there it is. Sorry, Dalton Rigdon. Oh, you're good.
1: No, I saw his catch, too. He had a, he had a touchdown. Uh, and then they also highlighted a catch and run by Antoine Wesley, that really tall inside receiver. Mm-hmm. And he looked really good and was faster than what I'd expected to see. Um, and I think he broke a tackle, and then he you know made it downfield another five or ten yards before he did get tackled. So even though he could stand to put on some weight, like we've talked about with some of these guys, uh, he looks good. Uh, I was I, I liked the one bit of replay I got to see. I mean, he's he's six five two hundred, and uh, that's probably generous <laughs> on the weight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, hey, if the guy can catch, that's the main thing. Just even if he catches and gets tackled immediately, or just he, he's going to have. Uh,
0: as long as he's catching the ball, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess on the inside he'll be covered by guys, but they won't. That'll be taller than sometimes your most your standard uh, defensive back, but they're not going to be six five. So and they're not going to be
0: very fast, right? And
1: I think he's he's got a chance to really make an impact. So I'll be keeping an eye on him on a on a Saturday. Uh, the other thing, and you might have caught it too if you watched the highlights, Spencer, was uh, Coach Johns. Did you see this? There was about 30 seconds. Oh, you, you need to go back and watch it because you'll probably even pick up more conspiracy no, tinfoil hat no, stuff. I, I, than did. I did. I
0: know where you're going with this. He said, yeah. I'm not going to be on the field with you. I was like,
1: Yeah, get oh where my you can gosh. hear me because I won't be here on game days. So that's oh, it. That no. confirms it. He is going to be up I know, in the booth. He's be in the booth. Not he calling. He's not going to be calling plays. Yep. That is the exact confirmation. And I think that was whoever put that video together knew how important that was because they devoted maybe thirty seconds of a two and a half minute video to him, telling the guys, you know, back and forth, like, "Hey, just make sure you're, you know, I will not be here." He said it like three times. Like, Oh man. So. That's that's what's coming up, that's what's going to be happening. Which, like I, I think I've said. No this one's really super I'm, surprised. I I'll guess. be
0: okay with that if he's calling down like, okay, you the defensive lineman looks great to run the ball here, yeah. And here's the play I would run,
1: right? Or you know these these guys these um, the linebackers haven't subbed out in four plays. You know, try this, do this, and and they're and they're gasping for air. Yeah, yeah, you know the, the run a sweep um, on him. Yeah, someone's been, you know, they're they're playing man, and vacher has been beating his guy every play. So try this. Yeah, I don't Which know. Is what I, we
0: heard what what Eric Morris was supposedly doing.
1: Yes, and so we'll see what kind of advantages that that helps us. But that was actually probably my biggest takeaway from that video was that that completely confirms that that what we thought. With uh, John's just kind of being there, basically doing the same thing Morris did, but maybe having a little bit more input. I, I'm not sure.
0: You would hope so, since he was a le- legit. He D1 was a offensive full-on OC. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
1: Was, like I, I don't, I don't
0: get like if that's the case where he's going to be up in the booth not calling plays, why he would step down from another place where he was calling plays mm-hmm. into a situation like Texas Tech where he may only be here for a year. Yeah. Or nine months or whatever it's going to be.
1: Unless unless that's who uh, Hokut has picked to replace Kingsbury. Uh, it's getting a little,
0: a little deep on the conspiracy
1: there for me. I agree. That wouldn't happen. <laughs>
0: no, he'd probably just fire everybody and go say, okay, we're going to go get uh, Dave Aranda, please and thank you. <laughs> Although I don't know if Tech can, can afford him with how much LSU is paying him as a coordinator, it's ridiculous. I think he's making two or three million as the defensive coordinator at LSU. I was oh like my gosh, we we may be able to pay him three million. <laughs> to be a head coach, but yeah,
1: I mean that's that's pinching some pennies. That's if we uh, if, if Gibbs is gone, if we. Drop the DC quarterback or the DC salary down to like three or four hundred thousand, which
0: you don't want to do, but no,
1: <laughs> not at all. You know, half a million is kind of like starting point now for a defensive coordinator, yeah, which can go a long way in Lubbock, Texas, in case y'all didn't know. If you're if you're I, making I, <laughs> half a million dollars in Lubbock, Texas, you're gonna you're gonna Dude, be alright. The all
0: other right. day, I, I was thinking about like if I didn't have some of my my normal bill payments coming out, like student loans and car payments, like we're talking five or six hundred dollars a month. I was like, you know what, I could do with that extra five hundred dollars. Oh gosh, and it, these guys are making like two or three thousand dollars a day. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just I, for I, showing that's up. An exaggeration, but that's close enough. Yeah, let's see. Five hundred thousand. Yeah, they make fourteen hundred dollars a day.
1: At five hundred thousand. That's pretty good. You could take up smoking or something. Just to you could, just to you have could something to up, spend it on.
0: You could pick up several bad habits.
1: Yeah, <laughs> gambling. Oh, I, that would probably be mine. It would just it would just be all going to some random. Some random team in Nova Scotia. That's. <laughs> it's got a chance this year. <laughs> um, Don't even know what sport.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Bringing it back to the Lubbock scrimmage. Um, you, you said you were look, you're looking forward to seeing... Um, what did you say again? I'm sorry. I'm,
1: oh, you're good. I was looking forward to seeing Wesley a little bit more. Okay. Um, and seeing I'm, those inside guys.
0: I was going to lean, lean kind of the same way. Seeing what that wide receiver rotation is going to look like outside of um, TJ Vasher on one side. Are you... I think Quan Short is going to start opposite him on the other side. Um, and then you've got uh, Wesley on the inside, and then a bunch of guys like Daquan Bowman, JoJo Robinson, and then all those like regional guys from, like, um, Idaloo, Brant Schilling, Dalton Rigdon, all these 5'9", 170 white guys. Sorry, dude. <laughs> inside receiver types. Um High motor blue collar athletic (laughs) the gritty two stars lunch pail um yeah so like a sterling galbin although i I think he's probably not in that same boat but dalton Rigdon, nate shelton brant Schilling, those kind of guys like i don't really know if they're going to be expected to to play a role in the wide receiver rotation like i said i'm just i'm interested to see what that's going to look like um Obviously, I want to see you know quarterbacks, although I think they're going to be rotating out fairly regularly, so there's not going to be any tipping of the hand there about who's going to be one or two. Um, there was something interesting I heard that uh, Rico Jeffers has been really making a name for himself on the defense as a you know linebacker. I think this is one of the guys that David Gibbs was one of his first linebacker guys. He's been really high on him. Apparently, he's been taking snaps away from uh, Jordan Brooks in practice whoa whoa like he's like really pushing that and it's like dude like if, if, if you're able to push reason, Jordan
1: Brooks just even that if that's all you're going to be able to do is just push him to be even better than man
0: yeah because I mean you, you already feel really confident with Dakota Allen um, with as good as he is he may cover up some deficiency on that second linebacker position but if you've got somebody you know Jordan Brooks and Rico Jeffers kind of rotating in there um, be a pretty salty linebacker group and just think if, if, if the, the opponent is going into a, a goal line package you need three linebackers in the field at once whoa all three of them you're like they're not going anywhere man <laughs> <laughs> good
1: luck <clears throat>
0: um excuse me I just, I just had this like frog in my throat all night
1: so oh, do you want to talk about like where we were going to try to meet up for yes the... absolutely
0: so uh i'm going to be at the baseball game depending on pre-game festivities um maybe leaving the baseball game a little bit early to get over to the football facility to do some 23 personnel podcast slash staking the planes um meet up type thing um Unless there's like some really great tailgating that, that you guys will have to tell us about, we're just planning on meeting in section three, like row 25 um, ish. Yeah, that's exactly what I have in the notes. 25 ish. I don't really <laughs> care which row it is, just more towards the top of that section because they really get lower. And the lower section, you don't have a really good advantage. Um, so if you guys want to come, come hang out with us, I know it'll be me, uh, Michael. Probably Labar as well. Um, Seth may be making the trip out. Well, we'll see if we can get some of you guys as listeners, as readers, all together. Um, so definitely, like if you're if you're going to the game, you want to hang out with us. We'll be in section three, towards the top of that section, twenty row twenty-five. And if you, like I said, if you guys are throwing a tailgate and you want us to stop by, we'd love to have some free oh, food. Oh yeah, man.
1: <laughs> we please. We would love to stop by your tailgate. Um,
0: so, but there's a question that I heard, um, that it got me thinking more than I thought it would when I first heard it. And it was that, are you more excited heading into this season than you were last season? Sorry, there's like a really long pause there. Were you more excited (laughs) heading into 2017 or more excited heading into 2018?
1: Well, I think, I think that was a, a, a good broadcasting move. You had people on the edge of their seats wondering, <laughs> wondering what's the last half of this question. It's like uh, a really, that's uh, a real. Um, I pulled a play from
0: Aaron Dickens there. There seems to be a question teased. or two every show where he's like, where he asks, Do you want this? Or do you want that? You're like, <laughs> dude, was the five <laughs> seconds necessary? <laughs> no, that I, I was an exaggeration. But um, the what What I think is difficult to consider in this question, because looking back, you were excited about different things going into the season than you were at the end of the season. You yeah. go into the season thinking your defense just has to be better, you just need it to be better. You were excited about the offense at the end of the season. you were really excited about what the the strategy your defense was able to make, and you're just like, oh man, that offense was kind of wasn't what I was expecting it to be." this season you're like the defense you're expecting it to even take a step on a step better from last season offense again you're like ah,
1: i don't know <laughs> i'm i'm oh gosh so yes, i'm definitely I'm a, i was more excited about last about 2017 because i i kind of thought you know shimanek was i was a little bit more Or uh, less concerned with him being a fifth year senior uh, having been in a different program and uh, you know seen him play a a couple of times uh, I wasn't as concerned um, as starting someone who's never started before so I I think that was my main thing heading into last season was you know we've got to replace Mahomes how is this going to Work, and then we still had a good receiver core. Cantrell was there, had Batson, you know, had some good guys. You so, felt
0: like you could count on Derek Willies,
1: yeah. And you thought, you know, okay, but even then, I still thought we were going to win five games, maybe. So um, I was wrong on that, but still, I I thought i feel more i felt more certain or more comfortable going into 2017 than this year even with the defense improving i'm not going to say that they haven't but we saw last year what can happen if anything happens to hatfield and even if hatfield's healthy he kind of struggled there towards the end so of course he may not have been completely healthy and then then we've got the wild card of you know a bunch of new inside receivers um new quarterback no matter how you look at it he's going to be a new quarterback um so i i don't know i was i was more excited heading into 2017 and 2018 and 2018 just also has that added weight of just just kingsbury like the expectations of yeah (laughs) i I just don't you know i'm worried about him i don't want him to wither away and just become someone who sleeps at the office and He's doing everything he can to try to save his job. So I mean, that, it's just all that on top of uh, the uncertainty has me less excited this year.
0: So the more I think about this, I, I'm going back to my preseason expectations of 2017. And I was firmly in the camp of this team is going to win three, maybe four games. Yep. So obviously not very excited about that. Do I think this team could win more games than three or four, yes. Do they win more than six? I don't know. (laughs) Because of all the questions on offense. Just like last year, I think, but like inverse from offense, defense. I'm much more confident in the defense going, carrying forward into 2018. um, Like I was the offense going into 2017. I'm just... There's so many questions that I have no idea how to answer for the offense. Like, who's calling plays? What is Kevin John's doing? Why are we paying him so much money to do nothing? Right. <laughs> who's going to be t- taking snaps? Who's he throwing to? Is you know the running backs? Are they going to be able to step up and take on that that leadership role of I'm the starter and this is going to be my game? Trey King, I'm looking at you. Desmond Nisby are you going to be able to hold onto the ball around the goal line? Because dude fumbled like thirty times, and every time it was within, within the one yard line. Like that was yeah, pretty crucial. And I don't then, get and it. Then we like, shanked a field goal. I don't get it. Like he had no ball security issues until he got around the goal line, and he would just lose it. Anyways, there's just so many questions on offense. Um, I think there's an opportunity for the team to look much different than it did last year based on all those questions on offense that I think could be exciting. There's a lot of thinks there. I think this, therefore I think that. (laughs) So I would say I'm probably more excited heading into 2018 with the prospect of seeing change on the offense and defensive improvement than I was in 2017. i don't think I can convince myself just yet without having seen the team play, whether or not that improvement, this excitement, translates into more wins or at least enough wins for Kingsbury to save his job.
1: Yeah, that remains to be seen. I'm not ready to predict wins or anything yet this year. No, actually, not yet. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's April, um, so I I just. I'm, just I'm looking forward excited. to the scrimmage.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, seeing the team in person. Excuse me. Not looking forward to the season just yet. So maybe we'll get there. Yeah, maybe. Um, speaking of getting there, there's some news that came out today that Texas Tech scheduled a home and home with Mississippi State, starting in 2028. So hey, mark your calendars. Ten years we're going to play a home game. Against no sorry, we're gonna start a a series with Mississippi State, and the reaction I saw on Twitter was just that's gonna be one of the most the loudest, most obnoxious games or series because Mississippi State had those those um their noise maker I don't know what to call them they're like jugs like like nuts and bolts or whatever they have in their shake and making lots of noise no sorry they have the bells don't they yeah
1: they have the they have the
0: cowbells. And then the oh the saddle tramps also have the bells. So lots of bell ringing in that series. And then we
1: ring our bell. Do we take the bell on road trips? I don't know. Maybe I we don't, don't. I don't think we do. But we ring it. At, we ring it in Lubbock for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, mark your calendar. Ten years from now, we'll be getting ready to talk about <laughs> that road trip going out to Starkville, Mississippi, take on Mississippi State. Maybe Dan Mullins will still be there. We'll see. Yeah. If he's still there, full like, proclamation. <laughs> like if, if he's still there, you got to think. Okay, Mississippi State
1: found success somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. We're, we're going to put this in a time capsule. Spencer called it. <laughs> no, I didn't call. I just said maybe he'll be there. Ah well, we'll see. We'll
0: see. And with that, we will wrap up. This week of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Be sure to tune in a little bit later this week to hear the special edition mailbag question and answer section. We had so many, we just couldn't get to them this week in this episode without going into our longest episode ever. Um, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for tuning in.